welcome into the eight o'clock hour of the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank. I'm Scott. It's Tuesday. We hadn't hung out enough lately. That'd be Mr. Jay Walker. Voice of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns in studio with me now. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, sir. I missed you last week. I didn't realize you weren't going to be here until you told me you weren't going to be here. Glad glad you found out before you made the short drive. What were you doing at 21 years old? Oh, hell, I don't know. Um, 21 years old, uh, I was married for the first time. Um, I was working in radio. Um, I was making no money. Um, yeah, that was about it. I was in college. I was not winning a gold medal though. No. My no do plan is just one gold in Tokyo. Um, the Lafayette native who, I mean, he cleared... 6.02 6.02 meters like it was nothing. Uh, Ryan Niles, who won the silver, uh, had two cracks at it, couldn't do it. But I, part of me wishes Niles had because I wanted him to keep going so Mondo could set the new Olympic record because he would have. Like, he wasn't leaving without a gold medal. Only 21 years old, truly remarkable how he has mastered the art of this sport and... I mean, the best pole vaulter of all time is a 21-year-old from Lafayette, Louisiana, Jay. Very, very cool. Very happy for him. Congrats to him, to the family. He's worked his tail off, and uh, more success coming for him. And let me tell you something. That guy's a rock star in Sweden. (laughs) A rock star. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, oh, shoot. And now I'm seeing it looks like he might just sit there and try to go for the world record in front of folks. Well... It's not on regular NBC, unfortunately. Um, we'll keep you up to date on what's what's going on there. In the meantime, Jay Walker's in here with me. <sighs> Oklahoma and Texas to yeah. the SEC. When the conference realignment shift started to unfold a decade ago, and a lot of it was built around cable TV and market size, and cable TV was at its peak in 2011. What we didn't know at the time is that it was its peak, and it would only start going down from there. Um, what What's the biggest difference from the conference realignment then to what, what we're seeing start to unfold right now? Well, you know, the last time the flirtation with Texas and Oklahoma was with the Pac-12. Um, this time it's the SEC. And that makes it different. That makes it very different. And so, um, yeah. You know, it, it just, it does put, you know, the SEC in a situation of, okay, now how do we, how do we manage 16 teams? You know, how do, how do we schedule for all sports with 16 teams? Um, I, you know, I think that's going to be um, a bit of a challenge for the league, but I also think they're going to get it worked out and nobody's going to, not everybody's going to be happy about the finished product. But no, that that's what was different. Last time the flirtation was with the Pac-12. Now it's the SEC. Hello. And it there's if you're a Texas A&M fan and Scott Hurt, if you're not, it's hard not to kind of chuckle. I mean, you the know, most surprising thing to me is that Texas and OU reached out 
had these discussions with some higher-ups in the SEC reportedly for months, and no one knew about it until someone, whether it be from Texas or you were the SEC, wanted the world to know about it, dropped the information to a couple of columnists in Texas, and they dropped it the day SEC media days when, when Jimbo Fisher is getting ready to speak. It may They might not have planned it that way, but the whole thing was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's... It was it you know when when that when that report came out, immediately believed it. Okay, because sometimes those reports come out and they're they're not exactly accurate. But as soon as I saw it, I said, "Yup." No one was denying it. Nope. Unlike Clemson, who came out yesterday and said, "Nah, that's that's not true." Sixteen teams. Uh, they say they'll fulfill their contract until. June of 2025 when it expires. Others in the pack in the Big 12 are saying we need to make sure that they do. Is it going to take this long? No, they're going to they're going to negotiate something. And and Oklahoma, I, some people are saying you know it, it could be there for the 2022 football season. I don't know that it's going to be quite that quick, but I think by 2023 it will. Does the SEC go to just pods instead of that's that is a really interesting question. Um, you know, the, the, my biggest criticism about the way the SEC was running their business is, you know, you, th- there were teams that you were playing once every seven years. And, and, it, so, and if that's the case, why are they in your conference? Um, what I would like to see the SEC do is go to nine games, play every, do two divisions, play everybody in your division, and get rid of the crossover games and then alternate two games each year with uh, with the East and with the other division. Um, I think that's what I would like to see. Look at the reason why you have crossover games. You had crossover games because of Alabama, Tennessee. You had crossover games because of Auburn, Georgia. Well, both of those teams would slide over to the East, so you don't need them. You know, if, if, if I don't know that there's a lot of people at Florida or in Baton Rouge that was, oh, no, we got to keep playing every year. Not like to the, to, the, to the magnitude of Auburn, Georgia, and Alabama, Tennessee. I, I, I even think there are some Tennessee fans at this point that would say, you know what, it's okay. Tradition be damned. We don't mind if this thing ends. Well, but, they're, but now they'd be in the same division. I. I'm thinking I'm thinking probably pods. I don't know what they'd call them. It's weird because it's so against tradition, but conference realignment essentially is putting an end to a lot of traditions. Sure. And and as I've said a lot, you know, the last well, yesterday and the week before last when I was in, the, the Texas OU move is just the beginning of a giant onion. And once you start cutting into that, there are gonna be so many layers. Yep. Let, let me let me let me just ask you from a raging Cajun standpoint. How do you think conference line, realignment will impact Louisiana, and what conference do you see Louisiana playing in, say, ten years from now? I just hope to be ten years from now. You will. Um, you will. Touchdown, Louisiana! I don't know that I'll be saying that, but um, you know, I think that there's one way. That the Cajuns get affected. Okay, let me put let me put it that way. Okay. See, I'm of the belief that if I think it's my opinion, 
I think the Big 12 would like to. I, I, you know, everybody said, well, the Big Ten's going to pick these teams off. And the, I think the Big, I think the Big 12 would like to stay together. So I think the only way the Cajuns get affected by this is A, the Big 12 stays together. B, that they add teams from other leagues, specifically the American, because I don't think they're going any farther than that. And that the American then has Louisiana on their radar list as one of the teams they would like to have. I think that's the only way that the Cajuns get affected by it. If the Big 12 is going to stay together, it's going to take all eight of them, and it's got to be a group effort. I am a little pessimistic in that regard because I think if one to two schools, if an opportunity presents itself, I don't see them saying, we're going to wait with all of you guys here. I see I see. if, if one or two jump I agree. ship, I, agree. I think the rest of it, just the, the house of but, cards falls. But the, but the question for me is, what leagues are going to look at other teams in the Big 12? I mean, you know, 10, does adding, who right now is pretty good, mm-hmm. and Kansas, who has great basketball, but a an abysmal football program, does that make you better? I don't think it does. Uh, you know, if the Pac-12 is going to expand, I don't think they're coming as far as big as the Big 12. If the Big Ten looks at the SEC and says, man, they just they went to 16, we, we need to go to 16. It's working out for them. Okay, so let's let's expand for the sake of expansion? Look, the we SEC... Saw that, we saw that 10 years ago. The SEC expanded and got a hell of a lot better. The Big Ten, you know how there's only one way, in my opinion, that they get better. And that's at, and that's if they really explode this thing and get USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't that's know. the only way they get better. I don't know. You don't think West Virginia could be in play for the Big Ten? Uh, no. Texas Tech and the Pac-12. You don't see that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, as far west as Lubbock is, I wouldn't totally and completely rule it out. But I, uh, but no. I mean, geography I mean, I, at this point, we we see like I mean, West Virginia and the Big Twelve, or at this point, how wide of a net the SEC is. I, 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 I could see, I could see the Big Twelve just because all it takes is one. It's true, but I, but I do believe that Commissioner Bowlesby, um, he's trying. He's, he's trying. He's trying. He's working okay? overtime. He's trying. Um. And, and you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you that honestly, the school that I think has the most, the, the conference that I think has the most to lose is the American, because you're talking about a league right now that's on the cusp. They're close, you know, to 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 being right there as a player. Now, Mike Oresco, oh, a power six, power. Now, nah, they're, no, they're not there, but but they're. You can talk about some teams that could be in the conversation. But if you take the Americans lineup and you extract Houston, Memphis, Cincinnati, and UCF 
Oof. Now, Oof. now who are you left with? You're left with Tulsa, SMU, Tulane, South Florida, East Carolina, Navy for football only, and then two others because I don't have it in front of me. They've got um, American, Cincinnati, East Carolina, Houston, Memphis, Navy, SMU, South Florida, Temple, Tulane, Tulsa, UCF. Okay. Temple is the, the school that... Okay. Nice. So now, you know, you look at that as a football conference. Not anymore. Um, who's who's the best going in? Tulsa? Yeah. Yes. Navy? Does Navy can want to continue to be a part of it? So... I think if, if you're a team, now you have to look at the TV contracts and, and all of that stuff. But is the does the American become this attractive conference that everybody wants to get into? Is it more appealing than CUSA or the Sun Belt at that point if they were knocking on those doors? Yeah, and, you know, and and I'm and I'm not saying that they couldn't or shouldn't go ahead and go to the American, regardless of what school we're talking about. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, I remember when everybody wanted to be in Conference USA and then Conference USA lost most of their good teams. Mm -hmm. And then it was, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Do we really want to be there? And now it is proven, you know, six, seven, eight years after the fact that Conference USA has become a shadow of its former self as far as their football Sunbelt's is concerned. a better football conference. It is. It's a better foot and has been for like four of the last five years. As we've discussed Carl Benson, Yin, whenever you mean. Um, 269-1077. Phone lines are open, 269-1077. It's Tuesday. Jay Walker's in with me. It's the 8 o'clock hour. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Uh, I heard you uh, suggest uh, about Kansas and Iowa State. Big Ten. Um, why not take TCU uh, since it's in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth, Florida, the Metroplex area, um, in o- in uh, Oklahoma State? Like, what about those two teams? Um, you know, I guess it's possible, but but I'll go back to what I said a minute ago. How much better does that make the Big Ten if they've got TCU in Oklahoma State? How much better does that make them? Does does that does that help to close the gap that is now there between the Big Ten and the SEC? I think I think the the, the bigger question is how much more money does that make them? I don't know the answer yes, to right, it, but yes. that's really right. what it is. Sure. Um, and, and in terms of like being in the Dallas metro area, I, ten years ago the market mattered. Now when it comes to conference realignment, it doesn't. Well, not only that, but if you spend any time in the Metroplex during football season. Who gets all the publicity? That would be Texas and Texas A and M. I was about to say the Dallas Cowboys in Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma might get some of that too around that area. Okay, when they play Texas, that's all SEC. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, wow. That's why I'm. Uh, you know what, man? The older I get, and I say this all the time, that's the older I get. I'm more of a pro guy. You know, I don't know what it is. I stick to my pro teams, uh, my pro sports. Uh, and only time it's Jay, when I heard um, that Texas took Oklahoma, Texas and Oklahoma, 
was moving to the SEC, man. I was like, yeah, it's, I'm officially done with the big schools, man. You know, if I'm going to um, watch college football, it's, it's going to support schools of the so-called small five, you know. But look, yeah, we'll go with Thank you. Take care. Mondo Duplantis was trying to clear it for the world record. He says you're showman. So close, Jay. So darn close. Didn't happen. Now it's time for me to turn off this stream while I talk on the radio. Um, the tradition. You know, Carl was just mentioning it. Things changing. We mentioned it earlier. Is that more of like... Are college traditions going to matter as much 10, 15 years from now than they have in the past? Is that, that's why people fight against conference realignment. It's, man, we feel like you're choosing money over tradition. Like, why would you do this, that? And, I mean, money is always going to be the number one factor. Yeah, you know, they, they had, um, when Missouri left the the Big 12, there was – you know what about what about this rivalry, Texas and Texas A and M? What about this rivalry? Uh, Texas and Oklahoma moving together reunites Texas and Texas A and M, but now you've got Bedlam, which is a addition with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. You know, does that continue? Uh, and and if you're Oklahoma State, do you want it to? I don't know. If you're Oklahoma, do you want to? Do yeah. you do you go the South Carolina, Clemson route, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech? Yeah, yeah, you're playing every year because Texas and Texas and M had no interest in doing that. That's right. Now they might be forced to do it again. Um, it's Texas. Yeah, it is. I'll never forget you screaming that that day. Texas has always just done what they are. Are you know our, you know our stuff doesn't stink, Jay? How how are they going to fit in the SEC? Well, you know what, you know the, the perc- and of course, you know, you know we're here in South Louisiana, but even reading some stuff from you know people all over the country, it's Texas won't even be able to compete, and I laugh, and my response is it's Texas, okay, and no, no, your response is it's Texas, <laughs> and. You know, I I was in a convenience store, and a, and a guy said, "Man, you know, Oklahoma's gonna not even gonna have a winning record." Folks, understand something: they're both moving to the Southeastern Conference. That's going to help them in recruiting. They they were already getting really good players. Now they're going to get great players. And who's got the biggest athletic budget in college sports? Texas! It's Texas! So, so it's, it may not happen right away, okay? But if you think long-term Texas is not going to challenge to win championships in the SEC, stick your head in the commode and flush. Your, your, your thought process is the competition is going to get more difficult in football. That's undeniable. Sure. It, the competition will get better, but so will those programs. Absolutely. 
Texas has not lived up to their own expectations in the Big 12, so why would they live up to them in the SEC? That's the that's what I've heard uh, quite a bit. Well, and and the answer to that is now they're going to re- be recruiting to the SEC. I, I, I think that Texas A&M moving, I think that really hurt Texas. How much do you think moving – Moving eventually to a 12-team playoff. How much, if at all, impact did that have on let's now go to 16 teams? And how much was both discussions being had maybe by a few of those that knew both things were eventually coming down? Because well, guess what? When you go to 12 and you've got a 16-team SEC super conference, as some are calling it, Jay, there could be a year where they put four teams in. Only four? <laughs> no, there, no. I could see. I could seriously. I could see a year where you've got the, the top six conference champions. Notre Dame is seven, and everybody else is from the SEC. Four on average. Yeah, put it that way. Um, you know, personally, I think that this move is going to make folks rethink the twelve-team playoff. I don't think it's going to be as much of a slam dunk as folks thought it was two months ago. We don't want an SEC tournament. We want a college football playoff. Yeah, have a college football playoff, and look, you guys have an SEC tournament. I don't know, man. It's going to be – it's just weird. Like, the initial the, – the conference realignment of 10 years ago was – it was a fun discussion. We got a lot of great content out all the hypotheticals and what ifs, it was cool. It was fun. And while some things changed and it's still from a college basketball standpoint, I still have trouble like remembering who's what, because, you know, I used to like the big East and it's set up and you know how, I don't know. I, it, I, I look at it now. Like I used to, the fact that Maryland's not in the ACC is still weird to me. There's a few things that I, I still like slip on, Whatever the next layer to this onion is, I feel like it's going to take me, when all is said and done, not OU in Texas, the SEC, fine, but all of the other ripple effects, I may never like catch up, Jay. Because as soon as I started having kids, my memory kind of wasn't as good as it was before. I may just, I'm going to be so confused about who's in what conference when all this is said and done. You know, you you brought up Maryland and the Big Ten, and that's the one that still gets me too. It's like, I, the, Maryland, let me tell you something. The animosity and hatred that Maryland has for the Duke basketball program is, I mean, it is impressive. If you think you don't like Duke, everyone says, oh, well, Duke and UNC hate each other. That's true. I don't think Duke hates Maryland the way that they hate UNC, but I think Maryland hates Duke more than, like, any college basketball program. And now they don't even get to, like, play all the time. That's that's a bummer. So that leads me to my next point. What is... Other sports are you more most intrigued about when it comes to OU and Texas and other potential ripple effects from conference realignment. Like football is the focus because that's where the big money is and that's what's driving this. But in terms of the other sports. Well, you know, I think Texas becomes a player in basketball right away. Um, you know, I have a little bit more of a show-me attitude about Oklahoma. Uh being a, a player in basketball right away, I think they they may they may be one eventually. Um, Oklahoma's got a long way to go in baseball, long way. But Texas comes to the SEC and it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because that's a top five program in my opinion. Okay, I oh well, there are six like no no I, I'm just talking about a, as a program. They're a top five baseball program, and um, yeah, I, I look Texas and Oklahoma in softball are also sure. Pretty, like I, the Big Twelve as a whole and the SEC as a whole in softball, um, were they close to being even? Was one ahead of the other? One will clearly be ahead of the other once these moves take place. But I, you know, I, I am one of the the people that believes in softball that the Southeastern Conference has been very overvalued. You know, are you kidding me? You're going to put 13 teams in the regional? Seriously? No. But Sorry. adding Texas and Oklahoma. Now, adding Texas and Oklahoma makes them that much better. Oklahoma, you know, now that's – they walk in being the gold standard. Um, oh, yeah, but they'll be in the – no, 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 no. Don't, even, in, don't in, even come at me In softball, that. they'll be the best team. Yes. Um, but it's – you know, the per, the perception, I guess, is that the SEC is going to be even better, and they will be with those two teams. But I'm still going to say that there's probably about four teams in the SEC that get into regionals every year that shouldn't be there. ES20N.com. Final question on conference realignment before we get to TTT. Are the Cajuns in the Sunbelt Conference in 10 years? No one's going to remember what you say 10 years from now, by the way. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. You know, I think, I think that the Cajuns today are very attractive to a couple of leagues today. Now, if they get that stadium done, and they sell season tickets to get their revenues up to where they can get their budget up, then they become that much more attractive. I think they're very attractive right now. Now, are they at the top of the list? Eh, probably not. But they're, they're in the conversation. There's another G5 conference that has multiple openings. They're in the conversation. Louisiana, heading to uh, Texas a month from tomorrow. It's August 3rd. September 4th, they open up on network TV. What an opportunity. I still want to know, is Gus Johnson going to be doing that game? I haven't haven't gotten the word yet. (laughs) I I, I, I want to be able to say, Gus, good to see you again. Yeah. Jay Walker, I remember talking to you at the NCAA tournament in 2003. 2003. You're right. Hey, you all act like it. Hey, Jay, how are you? Gus Johnson. Don't go anywhere. When we come back. Gus is going to be doing some NFL this year. He's done some. He did NFL for CBS a little bit. But for some reason, he was like on like the E team. Give that guy, bump that guy up on the roster a little bit. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He called like a a Hail Mary in like a Jags-Titans game years ago. And, I mean, flipped out. Gus Gus doing football's great, but Gus doing basketball is the deal. It really is. No, particularly the NCAA tournament. Yep. Like when he left CBS, that's what what hurt. It was like he doesn't call the action. 
he reacts to the action like a madman. Like, it's not like pulls up for three and he hits it. It's That's pulls up. Ah! From the corner. Ah! Yeah, but it just works. No, it does work. It, it works. Does. I love Gus Johnson. How much of the Olympics have you watched, Jay? Um, You know, I think that uh, pretty much what I normally watch. You know, don't really watch stuff during the day. Don't go to other channels. I watch the primetime stuff at night. Um, you know, uh, swimming, gymnastics, track and field. Um, especially the, the uh, you know, the track more than field. Um, they don't show a lot of field on uh, on primetime anyway. But, yeah, about uh, no different from what I do every every time the Olympics are on. I don't. I have. I've had trouble getting Olympic fever this summer. It hadn't it? Hadn't overtaken me. I. I haven't. Now I haven't had Olympic fever this summer, but I've watched it. Okay. Spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't want to know: uh, Simone Biles, who returned to competition today in the final uh, portion of the women's gymnastics side on the balance beam, uh, she did the same thing she did in Rio five years ago. She won bronze. If you missed it earlier, Lafayette's own Mondo Duplantis won the gold and uh, tried to set the world record um, and came up just short. But at that point, he was just doing it for the small audience there and anyone watching on the stream. Uh, he had already handily won the gold, but uh, shout out to the 21-year-old gold medalist now. Nothing has chapped my rear end more during this Olympics than the people who have been critical of Simone Biles. Or say she quit. Yeah, it's it's like you know these are the well no I'm not I'm not going to say that because that's just going to open another can of worms. But you know hey folks, this isn't about your ego winning another gold medal at the Olympics. All right, you Michael Phelps I thought said it very well. It's okay not to be okay, and there is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the decision that she made. And and honest to God, some, when, when people, oh, she's weak, I just want to punch him right in the mouth. I mean, she's already, like, reached the, the top of the mountain in her sport. Oh, you think? You know, she's already done a lot. Uh, I do think one thing that I, I do think, Oddly enough, she'll be more well-known and more popular after this Olympics than the last one because her story, it surpassed the sports headlines and reached national headlines, news headlines, political headlines, the works, you name it. Mm -hmm. So her profile will be uh, will be. Well, even everything's bigger. political now. Her profile will, uh, will be even bigger. All right. In honor of Mondo from Sweden, hey, Monica. That's it. For the great Scott show, well, the great sports play, callers open you, think tank. You couldn't play ABBA. ABBA. You couldn't play Roxette. Hey, Monica. I mean, Roxette's not a terrible tune, Jay. Well, I know, but... You, I mean, it's Tuesday. We're using bumper music at terrible tunes. All right. All right. right? All right. And no, I do not have ABBA in the system for the record, so no, oh. I couldn't have. You, 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 you like to just... Being a former DJ, are you the guy at the party that just wants to control the music? 
No. You just kind of roll with it and then comment on each song? It, look, I it, remember playing this record in 1983. I did a I did a, uh, an interview, uh, Norman, Oklahoma, in fact, uh, last week. And, and the guy said, oh, you worked in music radio? What format? And I said, well, I played classic rock when it was brand new. But a bunch. Mm-hmm. The radio hits are coming. I was on a station in Austin yesterday. There you go. That means football season's coming is what that means. Amen to that. All right, Jay, let's do it again next week, my friend. I'll be here. Stay tuned. Greenies next. It's ESPN1420 and .com.